BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. Welcome to a special edition of Judging Freedom in which I will do my best to explain to you the indictment uh, that was revealed last night in Fulton County, Georgia, against former President Donald Trump. We'll be back on air uh, after lunchtime. Uh, Larry Johnson will be here at 2.15. How? Will the war in Ukraine end? And Phil Giraldi will be here at three o'clock. Why does the United States government still occupy one third of Syria? I didn't even know that until he told me uh, this morning. But to the Trump matters, which of course are very serious. Here's um, uh, Fannie Willis, the district attorney of uh, Fulton County, making her uh, announced what well, you're looking at the indictment being brought up into the courtroom. I'll explain what that is in a minute. But first to uh, Mrs. Willis uh, announcing the indictment last night. This announcement was made about 11.45 uh, in the evening after most of the East Coast had gone to sleep. A Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. So last night, what you're seeing on your screen now, uh, we all watched, that was on Newsmax, and we all watched that. That is a court officer under armed guard, she herself is armed, bringing the indictment to the presiding judge of that county. Now, the indictment is is a is a secret document. It's sealed. It can't be made public until the court unseals it. So Judge McBurney right there is signing an order. I think he's actually already signed it, unsealing the indictment, which allows the uh, prosecutor to share it with the defendants who've been indicted, to share it with their lawyers, and of course to share it with the press in the courtroom uh, in front of uh, Judge uh, McBurney. Uh, were dozens and dozens of members of the press. He basically said to them, I'm not going to read the indictment. It's up to the prosecutor, so you can go home. I'm going to turn the lights out. So uh, the press went to other parts of the um, uh, of the courthouse, uh, and then after a lot of paperwork and processing and informing the defendant's counsel by telephone of who had been indicted for what, uh, Mrs. Willis made that announcement, and then they revealed the document release the document. I've spent much of the morning studying this document for you. It's 98 pages. There are 19 people uh, indicted here. 
there are 91 crimes charged. There are 30 unindicted, unnamed, uncharged co-conspirators. And the essence of the case against President, uh, former President Trump is this, that Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani orchestrated a scheme to have 16 Republicans claim that they were the true electors from the state of Georgia, and these 16 uh, Republicans signed documents swearing that they had been chosen by the voters of the state of Georgia and indicating their intention to travel to Washington, D.C., either directly or virtually, uh, in order to cast Georgia's electoral votes for Donald Trump. The charge is that they did this when they, in fact, knew that Joe Biden had won the election, knew that he had been certified by the Secretary of State, knew that while there were some irregularities, there weren't nearly enough irregularities to overcome the 11,780 vote difference. But the trigger for the indictment is President Trump's famous or infamous, depending upon which side of the aisle you're on, a telephone conversation with Brad Raffensperger, the then and now Secretary of State of the state of Georgia, responsible for counting the votes. Here's the conversation with Secretary Raffensperger. Listen to both parts. Listen to what the president said he wanted done, and then listen to what he said later on. You decide whether or not what he said later on about trouble coming if you don't do this is a threat or just just an offhanded comment. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it, and you can reexamine it, but, but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. Now, there are two tapes of that. A tape was made by Secretary Raffensperger's office, and a tape was made by the White House. Uh, the, uh, the Georgia prosecutor has both tapes. The tapes are identical. Everybody knew uh, that the tape was being made. There were about 25 people on the phone call. The president was using a speakerphone in the Oval Office. He had a large team of lawyers and advisors there with him. And Mr. Raffensperger, whose voice you did not hear, this conversation goes on for about an hour. Uh, Mr. Raffensperger was also on a speakerphone and he had his lawyers uh, and his advisors and his senior aides there as well. There's no dispute as to the words that were articulated. They were, it was Donald Trump's voice. Everybody recognizes the voice. The dispute, of course, is the import of what he said. I want you to find. Does that mean I want you to make up or create out of thin air? Or I want you to go back and recalculate and see if you can find more uh, votes for me using neutral means. I mean, this is an issue that the jury will have to decide. The uh, indictment argues that this was not the beginning, but this was the midway point of an agreement, a conspiracy uh, to cause these false electors 
to sign the documents, which they did sign, and for which uh, uh, many of them have been charged with perjury because they submitted false documents uh, to the government. So just a little bit of background. When we vote for president, we're not actually voting for the person, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, Jimmy Carter. You are voting for electors pledged to that person. Each state has the same number of electors as it does human beings in Congress. So Montana has one member of the House and two senators, so they have three electors. Uh, Georgia has 14 members uh, in the House of Representatives and two senators, so it has 16 electors. Uh, when Brad Raffensperger, a Republican, and um, uh, Brian Kemp, the governor, a Republican, certified uh, that after all their counting and recounting and re-recounting that uh, Joe Biden had won the state by 11,780 votes, that triggered the election, not of Donald Trump as president, but of the 16 electors for Georgia. At the same time that those 16 electors uh, for Georgia, who were pledged to Joe Biden because he won the popular vote by that narrow 11,000 plus vote margin, at the same time that they signed documents saying that they were the electors, these 16 Republicans signed documents saying that they were the true electors. Now, why did the Republicans uh, do this? Well, they did it because Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani, this is according to the indictment now, engaged in a conspiracy which involved a large number of people in Georgia and in other states to persuade the legislature of the state of Georgia to decide that the Republican electors were the true electors from that state. Now, the legislature didn't do that. That would have been the legislature overriding the wishes of the, uh, of the electorate, and they probably would have been thrown out of office uh, had, they, had they done that. Uh, so the, the whole case comes down to conspiracy and RICO. All right, what is that? A conspiracy is an agreement by two or more persons to commit a crime where at least one of the persons commits at least one act in furtherance of the crime. John, Donald Trump has already been charged with a conspiracy on the January 6th case. I have argued since my law school days that conspiracy laws are unconstitutional because they effectively punish speech and thought. But that's not the law on the land today. The law of, of the land today is if two or more people conspire to commit a crime and one of them takes a step in furtherance of it, even if they don't commit the crime, they can be liable for it. I think many of you know I'm doing a one-man show this fall uh, in New York City called Clarence Darrow Tonight, uh, in which I play the, the, great, the great trial lawyer, Clarence Darrow. There's a line in that script. I have a rehearsal tonight. There's a line in that uh, script in which he's addressing a jury in a conspiracy case, and he says the following. The, the value of the dollar is way off because this happened in 1870. If a boy steals a dime, he's not a candidate for the penitentiary. But if two boys conspire to steal a dime and then don't steal it, they are a candidate for the penitentiary and they will go to jail. What kind of a country 
does this to its own people? And then, of course, he answers the rhetorical question, ours. He's defending somebody in a conspiracy case, uh, and he gets them off by persuading to the, the jury that it's nothing but a thought crime. By definition, there is no harm because the crime was not completed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. That's one aspect of this. The other aspect of this is unique to Georgia and other states that have a RICO statute. RICO, R-I-C-O, is an acronym for a fancy phrase, racketeer-influenced corrupt organization. That statute, originally enacted by Congress in 1970, the Nixon administration, was meant to cripple the mob. So if, if mobsters had extorted a million bucks from a businessman, give us your money or else, uh, and the government could not only indict them for threatening them with a gun, the government would also sue them under RICO. And the beauty of RICO from the government's perspective is that it would allow the jury to extract from the defendant organization called an enterprise three times the money they stole. So this really did cripple the mob. So for every million the mob stole when they got caught and they went to jail, whoever keeps the mob money uh, was sued and was forced to cough up three times what they stole. So the statute was written for mobsters, but uh, it, of course, has been used all over the place since then. And Georgia, like New Jersey and some other states, have enacted their own version of RICO. The Georgia RICO statute, under which Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani uh, and the 17 others, 19 defendants in all, uh, have been charged, accuses them of. Uh, putting together an enterprise, that's the conspiracy, to accomplish an illegal end. The illegal end is the 16 false electors. So uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, is accused uh, of making up all kinds of stories uh, about uh, election fraud, some of which he since has admitted were not true, in order to persuade the legislature of Georgia to designate the Republican electors, his persuasive abilities did not prevail. But the indictment, which is known as a speaking indictment because it is laden with detailed evidence, uh, depicts uh, Giuliani as the mastermind of much of this, taking orders from uh, Donald Trump uh, and encouraging those who are working with him to stay quiet. In the act of doing this, of course, he has asked these people to break the law. He has asked them to commit perjury. The 16 false electors. And when they did sign those documents, they did commit perjury. And so Giuliani is indicted for persuading others to commit the crime 
of perjury. Now, were all 16 electors indicted? No, only four of them were. What happened to the other 12? Ah, the other 12 cut a deal with the government. They are unindicted, uncharged, unnamed co-conspirators. They will be Giuliani's and Trump's nightmare. They will testify against the former president. They will testify against the former New York City mayor because the deal that they got is for immunity. That is the highest and best gift the government can give out. So the state of Georgia cut a deal with 12 of the 16 false electors, 12 of the 16 people who committed acts of perjury. Those 12 testified uh, before the grand jury in return for immunity. The immunity, of course, only pertains to this. They're not immune if they get caught with DWI next week or robbing a bank next month. It's immunity just for this, of course. And the immunity, of course, uh, requires that they testify truthfully before the trial jury if there is uh, a trial. Just like the other charges against Donald Trump, the one in Manhattan for falsifying corporate records, the one in Florida for retention of national uh, defense information, the one in Washington, uh, D.C., for conspiracy to prevent the Congress from counting the electoral votes. Just like all of those three, this fourth indictment, the one that I'm talking about now that came down last night, the essence of the testimony against the former president will come from the people closest to him, will come from 12 of the 16 electors whom Trump and Giuliani, according to the indictment, uh, persuaded uh, to engage uh, in the act uh, of, uh, of perjury. Um, here's uh, President Trump before the indictment came down. He's not very happy with this question. It's on the tarmac of um, of an airport. You can see the jet right behind him. So the question has to do with the first three indictments. And the questioner says, you can imagine his reaction to this. It's coming. Hey, Mr. President, would you consider a plea deal? Is there any chance you take a plea deal in Georgia? We did nothing wrong. We don't ever take yes, a plea sir. deal. Yes, sir. We don't take plea deals. It's a wise guy question. Are you going to change this? It's a wise guy. Are you gonna... We don't take plea deals because I did nothing wrong. It's called election interference. Yeah. You know what that is? Because this is, these indictments are brought out by Biden, who can't even put two sentences together. This is Joe Biden, because he can't win the election by himself. He can't win the election based on votes. So what they did is they got the attorney general to do it. And then you see how stupid they acted yesterday with the appointment of the special counsel. We call it special counsel. And what a crazy thing that was. And it's being laughed at all over the world. That, of course, uh, was President Trump over the weekend in Iowa. He, he knew this indictment was coming. I don't know that he knew it was coming. Uh, last night, but you can hear him steadfastly saying we're not going to enter uh, into any uh, guilty plea. He also made uh, a very interesting uh, announcement. Uh, I'll, I'll read it to you because he 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 printed it, so it's what we call a full screen. It's words uh, on the screen. There's actually uh, in which he calls it a witch hunt. Gary, if you can put that up uh, now. This uh, was the president released last night. So the witch hunt continues. 19 people 
indicated, he means indicted tonight, including the former president of the United States, me, by an out-of-control and very corrupt district attorney who campaigned and raised money on, quote, I will get Trump, close quote. And what about those indictment documents put out today, long before the grand jury even voted, and then quickly withdrawn? Sounds rigged to me. Why didn't they indict two and a half years ago? Because they wanted to do it right in the middle of my political campaign witch hunt. What is he talking about? Uh, documents released yesterday afternoon. He's quite correct. There were documents released on the website of the Superior Court of Fulton County, which purported to be the, the cover page of the indictment. Somehow they were released too soon and then they were taken down. Uh, that's not a crime. Uh, it's a violation of legal ethics that that came out because it's the release of an indictment, which is supposed to be secret and sealed from the moment the indictment is voted until a judge unseals it. So somebody dropped the ball there. That doesn't affect the uh, case uh, against Trump. President Trump has also announced that on uh, Tuesday, excuse me, on Monday, next Monday, that's August 21st, he will uh, release a detailed report uh, refuting the charges in this uh, indictment. He refers to it as a presidential report of uh, freedom. He can do that. My opinion, that is insane. That is going to lay out a roadmap of what his defenses are, which he doesn't have to do. One of the advantages the defendant or the defendants have in a criminal case is they don't have to say anything. They don't have to prove their innocence. The defendants are innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt and to a moral certainty. Donald Trump is innocent today. Donald Trump will be innocent during the trial. Donald Trump will be innocent as the jury deliberates. Nobody is guilty until the jury finds them guilty and the judge validates uh, that finding. Why would you lay out your defense now? Eh, for political reason, re reasons. This is the danger of the area where politics and law uh, cross each other where you do things to help yourself politically uh, that may uh, hurt you legally. So where does this leave Donald Trump? The allegations are very serious. The indictment is extremely detailed. It alleges events that happened outside of Georgia. How could that be? Well, when you have a conspiracy or you have a RICO enterprise, you have to have predicate events, little things that the conspir conspirators did to support the conspiracy or to support the uh, enterprise. And those little things need not be crimes and they need not have occurred in the state of Georgia. So the indictment includes things that uh, Trump and Giuliani did in Pennsylvania and in Arizona as well, because when they were attempting to persuade the Georgia legislature to validate the false electors, they pointed to what they said and the reception they received when they said it in Arizona and in Pennsylvania. What kind of a trial will this be? Wow, a headache for the judge, I'll tell you that. So 19 defendants means about 40 lawyers at council table. They're going to have to try this in a gymnasium. I'm exaggerating a little bit. I don't know that courthouse. I don't know if they have a courtroom big enough. Uh, to try it all at once. They probably do. Atlanta is a major city. Uh, it's the capital of uh, Georgia and Fulton County is the county uh, that Atlanta and the surrounding suburbs are in. 
Uh, they probably have a courtroom big enough to do that. The government says it wants one trial. If it wanted separate trials, these would be separate indictments. Uh, expect all kinds of motions to be made, applications to be made by uh, defense counsel to dismiss this, to throw that out, to challenge this, to challenge that. Um, headaches for the judge, but that's what judges uh, get paid for. I get paid to analyze this for you, and I hope I have helped you uh, understand it. Uh, Larry Johnson, 2.15 today uh, Eastern, uh, on how will this war end? Bill Giraldi, 3 o'clock today Eastern, why is the United States continuing to occupy one-third, at, at least, uh, of Syria? We have 183,000 subscribers on Judging Freedom. I can't thank you enough for this. Our goal is 200,000 by Labor Day, which is three weeks from yesterday. If you like my explanations of the law, if you like my Q&A with some very, very, very bright uh, people, like, subscribe, tell a friend. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. Why are we here? Looking out for your liberty.